When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Check the guys out live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio. It's not the only time the alarm was sounded yesterday. Is My phone blew up at about 2 in the afternoon, and I'm thinking, what could possibly be happening right now in the world of sports that would have my phone blowing up? And it turns out that my favorite team and my favorite team's quarterback, well, they got a divorce yesterday. Derek Carr benched by the Las Vegas Raiders, and it leaves us wondering what the future looks like for the Raiders and for a quarterback that may still have some football left in him. It's Keyshawn J. Will and Max on ESPN Radio. I'm Jason Fitz hanging out with Amber Wilson. We are going to get you through the next few hours having a good time with the ESPN app, ESPN2. Also, if you're in the app, you can go click more on the lower right-hand corner. Scroll all the way down to live radio. That's where you can find us. We're presented by Progressive Insurance. You guys can join in on the conversation, too. 888-ESPN-888-729-3776. Amber, good morning. Uh, you know, yesterday afternoon, I'm just I'm just getting on a treadmill trying to be, you know, fit and healthy. And all of a sudden, while I'm on the treadmill, I'm like, what, 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 what is happening right now that my phone is doing this? Only to find out that the Derek Carr was benched by the Raiders. We now know he's not even going to come into the facility for the last two weeks of the season. And an era has ended between a team and a quarterback that came into this season with very high expectations. When I first heard the news, I wondered, okay, is this one of those situations where Derek Carr even wants to be shut down because this Raiders season has been such a disaster? And so you're going to save yourself for a quarterback who's in his 30s. I think of Derek Carr for some reason, by the way, like as in his mid-30s. And he's not. He's actually in his early 30s. I think he's a lot younger than a lot of us realize just because of how much he's done with that league and also with that team. It feels like he's been there for 15 years on that team. And you associate that team with Derek Carr. It's going to be strange what happens next season because it seems like, no, this has nothing to do with Derek Carr wanting to be shut down or protecting himself. This doesn't feel much like a mutual decision. This feels like the the Raiders punting on their future with their longtime quarterback. And this is something that we've, I think, uh, grappled with in the past. This divorce, right? The Tom Brady rumors were out there years ago before he went to Tampa Bay. This isn't the first time that we've had this conversation. Could Derek Carr have a future beyond the Raiders? This, though, feels like the realest of the times. And this seems like a very clear signal. You're not going to shut down this guy for the last couple games. And then also, him not even bother to come to the facility. Unless it's over. It feels very, very over. Does it feel like that to you? Yeah. You're far more plugged into Raiders Nation than me. This is 100% over between Carr and the Raiders. Now, I, I want to point out to everybody, his contract has very little guaranteed money left on it, which is part of why he's very tradable. But one thing for everybody to understand is that if he were to be injured, the only guarantee that would kick in in the last two weeks is an injury guarantee that would be responsible for $33 million next year, four, uh, $7 million the year after. So $40 million becomes fully guaranteed over the next two, if he, if he were if to be he injured. If he was to, in, to be injured. So really, you could look at this from that perspective and think, well, are the Raiders just trying to save themselves money from that regard? But if they cut him within three days of the Super Bowl, he only costs them something like $5.5 five. Five. bucks. Yeah. 
that seems like the most likely scenario here, right? Or or what they could do is they could keep him away from the facility, so none of it's fully guaranteed. And then within three days after the Super Bowl, they could pick up his option but talk to him first because he has a no-trade clause in his contract. Talk to him, figure out where he wants to be traded to, pick up the option because there's a lot of money that's guaranteed. on. It's a very contract uh, cap contract cap-friendly contract. So they could pick up that option with the intent to shop him other places if he wants to be traded somewhere. So it's a good contract for a team to pick up. So there is some moment here where it, it depends on what Derek Carr wants. Like right. You're talking about somebody that in his rookie year thought about leaving the NFL because he wanted to go into ministry and has thought about stepping away a couple of times. He's also said he would rather retire than play somewhere else. That's easy to say until you're facing the decision to retire or play somewhere else, right? So, like, it feels to me like Derek Carr, to your point, he's in his early 30s, has plenty of football left, and if he went to the right situation, I still think Derek Carr can win a lot of football games for somebody. He may not be a guy that turns around and makes a team a Super Bowl team, but, I like, he doesn't lift everybody up, but I also think that he's still in the category of very good, and when you're very good and you're surrounded by very good you can win a lot of football games. There's very few quarterbacks in the league that lift everybody up. I mean, that list is very, very short. We always talk about it in the evaluation of these quarterbacks. The reality is there's very few guys who can do that. You're far more likely to hit on a guy or bring in a guy or trade for a guy who's decent, right, and can game manage and can do enough if you have the right roster around him. It's strange, though, with Derek Carr because last year I feel like we were so all high on Derek Carr. Like, the Raiders were such a mess off the field, and Derek Carr felt like – the man in front of that ship, driving that ship, keeping it on track. And now here we are a year later, and this feels like a divorce that we should have seen the writing on the wall, I guess, even early in this season because nothing has gone according to plan. Is this Josh McDaniels wanting to move on from Derek Carr? Do you think is this ownership? Is this just too fractured of a relationship? You're not going to move on from the head coach yet, so you've got to make some sort of change. You gave him the weapon that he wanted in Devontae Adams. He couldn't produce, and so that's a wrap. I think it's a bad fit, and it's a bad combo. And, you know, there was an interesting – there is an interesting article out on The Athletic. Everybody should go read it. Vic Tafer did a really nice job of reporting on this. And the number of times he puts out this scenarios, which are based on his reporting and conversations, uh, that it sounds like the the team itself, Josh McDaniels, Dave Ziegler, the GM – were content to run it back with Derek Carr. Mark Davis was not. And that's where this gets interesting. Uh, I mean, speaking of Josh McDaniels, this is what he said yesterday about the team and their future with Derek Carr. Once the season's over, uh, in terms of how we make the most progress, what makes the most sense for everybody, um, and how we move forward. And we knew that was going to be the case. Uh, Obviously, we were hoping to be in a different scenario than we are currently. Um, But there's no – this isn't a – uh, this isn't a, uh, there's no finality to today. This is just a, you know, a decision we thought after talking about it and contemplating it that we thought, you know, would be um, an opportunity for us uh, to see, you know, what we have in him and, um, and how, we, how we do going forward. We'll see. You know what I mean? So there's a lot to be, I think there's a lot to be sorted through once the season's over. Carr started 91 straight games, second longest active streak amongst quarterbacks. But over the last month, He's fallen apart, Amber, and it's Amber Wilson, Jason Fitz on Keyshawn, Jay Will, and Max. His interception rate this season, third highest behind only, uh, or tied for second highest, I should say, behind Davis Mills, tied with Matt Ryan, two guys that don't have a future. There's no starting quarterback in the NFL with more off-target throws this year than Derek Carr. His completion percentage expected to Devontae Adams is actually 5% lower than anyone, than the metrics say they should be. He has been bad in this He's offense. Been like, bad. And Josh McDaniels and he just simply haven't clicked. Now, 
he's coming off of a year where he threw for 4,500 yards. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's he'll walk away from the Raiders as, in my lifetime, as a 45-year-old Raiders fan. Uh, Rich Cannon and Derek Carr are by far the two best quarterbacks I've watched play. He's going to walk away with basically every passing record, but they just haven't won with him. There's been years where they haven't won because of him, and there's years where they haven't won, but it hasn't been his fault. This just feels like it's a bad relationship at this point. I don't don't think that fixes itself easily. That being said, if you're the Raiders, now you're Josh McDaniels, you're going to win six games this year, likely. You're going to lose your last two games. They have Kansas City uh, and San Francisco for the last two games. I mean, they're punting on them if they're benching Derek Carr anyways, let's be real. So you're going to lose those games. You're going to be picking around. Right now they have the ninth pick in the draft. They're probably going to finish sixth or seventh in the draft. You're Josh McDaniels. you got to turn this thing around quickly. And if you're Derek Carr, you got to be very selective about where you go next because wherever you go next will really cement what people think of your legacy. If you go somewhere else and you stink – then it was, well, Derek Carr was never that good. If you go somewhere else and you make it to the Super Bowl, then it was the Raiders failed Derek Carr. I mean, I think that the legacy conversation, the seat's much hotter for Josh McDaniels, though, in that regard, right? Because we remember what happened in Denver, and now he's getting another opportunity as a head coach, and so far it's been a dumpster fire like it was for the very short stint that we saw him. Maybe he is just going to always be a bridesmaid and never a bride. Maybe he's a really good OC and he's not a really good head coach. I think we're going to find that out now moving forward because once you don't have Derek Carr, anymore now the heat is going to be squarely on you if you're Josh McDaniels but Derek Carr I think is going to be a quarterback that's coveted on the market because 31 years old you mentioned the resume you mentioned there the numbers in the past before this season you shouldn't have fallen off a cliff in your early 30s not at this point yet there should be still a lot left in the tank for Derek Carr and we're talking about a quarterback that I spent all last season screaming from the mountaintops is one of the most underrated quarterbacks in the league and now we are here in a very different situation just a year later. Yeah, imagine how much Washington wished they had him right now instead of, I don't know, uh, Carson Wentz. Be a part of Keyshawn J. Will and Max Nation on the Dr. Pepper call-in line. Call us, 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. Raider Nation, if you just want to call in and vent, that's okay. I'm here for you. ESPN Nation is presented by Dr. Pepper. It ain't college football season without the delicious taste of an ice-cold Dr. Pepper, the one fans deserve. We have plenty more that we're going to get into on this, on what it means for the quarterback market for the entire league next year. A lot to get into on the ripple effects. But tonight, Thursday night football, we have a huge matchup. The question, is it a trap game for the Cowboys? We'll figure that out. But first, Amber's got to tell you this about FanDuel. Were you going to wear that hoodie either way? Oh, yeah. The Raiders hoodie tonight? 100%. I mean, come on. It's on brand for me. I mean, even, all... even if there was no Raiders store today, you're still wearing it? Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, it was either this or my big fluffy Raiders hoodie. But, yeah, yeah, it's, it's always Raiders. <laughs> you, can, you can watch us in all of our glory here on ESPN, too. Uh, check out Fitz's Raiders hoodie. NFL wildcard weekend is almost here. And the easiest way to get into the playoffs is with FanDuel, America's number one sports book. New customers join today to get started with $150 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place your first $5 bet. All you have to do is sign up with promo code PLAY. FanDuel has all your favorite bets from the money line to point spreads to player props. So don't miss out. Place your first $5 bet to get 150 bucks in bonus bets. Win or lose with promo code PLAY. Make every moment more with FanDuel, official sportsbook partner of the NFL. Listen to Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max live everywhere you are. Download the ESPN app. Tap the More tab on the bottom right. Scroll down and tap Live Radio. ESPN Radio, everywhere you are. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric E-Bikes today, the number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about Electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, 
Electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus! Electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome, so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-B-I-K-S.com. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only, exclusions apply. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. You know, it's, it's funny, actually, and I, I genuinely laugh. I got into this business because of my love of the Raiders. Like, my entire life, my love for that football team has been something that fuels me. I'm sorry. That's why I do what I do. Right. <laughs> what I didn't know when I was getting this platform that I'm so lucky and thankful to have is that I would spend most of that time defending all of the decisions along the way. You like, didn't know that? No, no, no. Like, you had this in Raiders? your mind. You've been but, watching yeah. the Raiders your whole life. You didn't know that that's where the trajectory of things, if that was going to be your team? You got it in your mind that, you know, it's going to get better and everything's going to be fine. And Same thing with my oh, Dolphins. Gosh. I understand. Trust me, I understand. It's Keyshawn J. Will and Max. She's Amber Wilson. I'm Jason Fitz. We're presented by Progressive Insurance. You can hang out with us on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, ESPN2. Uh, we're going to get to the Thursday night football matchup in just a minute because there's a lot on the line tonight for one team. Uh, but a lot of you want to chime in, obviously, on the Dr. Pepper call in line. Triple eight, say ESPN, 888-729-3776. Your nation is up early. Look, I, I am shamelessly here to be a voice for, for my fellow beloved Raiders fans and then everybody uh, that just wants to call in and hate. We've got that coming. Uh, we'll take some calls here. Jeff in Pennsylvania. Jeff, thanks for calling us, hanging out with us, Jeff. What you got, man? Good morning, Jason. Good morning, Amber. Good Happy morning. New Year from Central Pennsylvania. I think this is a Mark Davis issue. I think Mark Davis can't decide who he wants to be the head coach. He's gone. He's had three head coaches in the last year and a half. Derek probably doesn't know which way is up. He's trying to lead this team, and I think it's. I think you start from the top. Josh McDaniels has no idea of how to be a head coach, and I hope Derek ends up someplace and does like Tom Brady and goes to another team, and wins the Super Bowl. 
Is it too early to say Josh McDaniels doesn't know how to be a head coach? Because I understand why that caller is suggesting that. Certainly, we all understand it. But I do wonder if some of it is that we're comparing it. And it was a lot of years ago that he was in Denver. He was much younger when he got thrown into that situation as a head coach. I wonder if some of that is coming back to haunt him here and we're not being patient enough in Vegas. Yeah, I I think there's a little element of that. And look, a lot of Raiders fans immediately go to Mark Davis as the problem. I, I would say this to everybody. I think Mark Davis might be part of the problem. Um, but is that fixable? No. Like, I, I can't yeah. say, if you don't like <laughs> your favorite, up. like, if you if you have a favorite restaurant and all of a sudden you've loved this restaurant for your whole life and all of a sudden that restaurant starts serving bad food, you don't get to go to the owner and be like, sell! You have to sell this restaurant. Like, life doesn't work that way. Mark Davis is a billionaire owner at this point of an NFL team that can do whatever he wants. And what we've seen is that you can do atrocious things yeah. and still remain part. Washington like, Commanders. You can be an awful, awful organization doing terrible things to human beings and they don't force you to sell being bad on the football field ain't gonna force you to sell and i hate to be the voice of reality here but like the other side of it for the raiders standpoint is that you've got a team that's valuation like Mm -hmm. you look at forbes has gone up and up and up so other owners are making more money in profit share based on the fact that the raiders are who they are, and they don't, they don't need Mark Davis to sell. They're making money off Right, but this isn't like what happens in Major League Baseball. This isn't the Miami Marlins. Like, Mark Davis spends money. Obviously, yeah. we're talking about a salary cap sport, but you saw him spend money in the offseason. He does bring in the weapons. He bring, did bring in Devontae Adams, so he is trying from that regard as an owner. It's not like he's out there giving you no product to watch whatsoever, and then you're also receiving no results, and his franchise is just increasing in value. He's not that type of right. owner. So, yeah. although fair, I, yeah. I'm not saying he's flawless— it could just, be worse. The, the it rest could of, be worse, Raider Nation. I think that's my point. There is no reason why the other 31 owners in the NFL would have any issue with Mark Davis. Right. They, they're like they're they're all making money. And to the coaching point, I would just say that John, he likes stars. John Gruden was a star, so he gave a blank check to his star. John Gruden turned out to say a lot of things that are absolutely deplorable and uh, got him removed from that situation. And so then you have an interim head coach. Well, what did he do? He went and hired another star. So that's, that's who he is. That's what he likes. John in Plano, Texas. John, thanks for calling us on Keyshawn J. Willemax. What you got, John? Yeah, thanks for taking my call. Derek Carr will be a uh... A uh, valuable asset with any team he's on. Just three short years ago, he's in the MVP conversation. Rich Passaccia, what he did with a depleted Raider team, brought them into the playoffs. And Derek Carr, just three short years ago, was uh, in the ballot for MVP. The last four number one picks for the Raiders failed miserably. Derek Carr deserves better, and Rich Passaccia should have been the head coach. This Daniels kid he doesn't know a thing about head coaching he's not head coach material and, and the truth of the matter is bill belichick's tree his assistants are not head coaching material thank you yeah thanks for the call john um a couple of things i don't really care about coaching trees like every every single human being is different uh, and no matter where i come from wherever I, i'll go back to the restaurant analogy I can be a sous chef, and that doesn't mean, no matter who I train under, doesn't mean I'm going to be a good chef, doesn't mean I'm going to be a bad chef. But I I tentatively agree with you, although we could take, like, the Shanahan coaching tree and that system versus, like, the Belichick coaching tree that hasn't worked out at all. And this is the problem, right, Right. with Josh McDaniels. And so there is a lot of evidence with the Belichick coaching tree to point to, like, for whatever reason, these coordinators don't pan out as head coaches in the NFL. I think that's because Belichick masks a lot of warts, right? So, like, you don't have to be necessarily great at a lot of things to have a lot of success with the Patriots because you have 
arguably the greatest coach of all time on your side. Why can't you replicate masking those warts? If you're one of his coordinators, shouldn't you know the system on how to mask those warts the next place you're at? Part of the system is a level of accountability, tone, and attitude that if, like I I hosted ESPN Plus series on the man in the arena, the the background of Tom Brady. And one of the things that was really stunning to me was how different, when you see the clips of Bill Belichick, he was at the beginning of Brady's career. As he was starting to win football games, he was not the crotchety, you know, like, he wasn't Mm -hmm. Mr. Mr. Which he appears uh, to all of us out here. I agree with you because also I do think what happens, I think it happened, frankly, with Flores a little bit in Miami. I do think what happens is coaches from that Belichick coaching tree then actually go try to take the Belichick attitude now and install it when they're just starting out in their head coaching career. And it doesn't go over the same way in the locker room as it does for Bill. And and one quick thing I would say about last year, because I agree with everything that caller said. No team in NFL history won more football games than the Raiders did last year on walk-off plays. No team had ever won six games in a year on the last play of the game. The you Raiders think it was did fool's gold. That's why Bill Barnwell's article said expect them to take a step back. No team has lost the historic ways the Raiders have lost this year. Last year was very lucky. This year is very unlucky. I don't think we really know what all of that means. We're going to break down some Thursday night football. I promise you, it's not going to be uh, at, at all Raiders four hours. Although that'd be the easiest. Although Raider Nation, I mean, I mean, I mean they're I, calling. If they, if they want to be here, we we're going to hang out with them. Uh, and Derek Carr is not the only quarterback we need to talk about. Uh, we're continuing to try and figure out whether or not Tua should play and what the NFL's concussion protocol has to do with those decisions. We'll break all that down. But first, Amber's got to tell you about Dr. Pepper. The most wonderful time of year continues to roll along college football season. Dr. Pepper and the residents of Fanville invite you to revel in another one-of-a-kind year of flexing your foam finger, humming your school's fight song in your sleep, and thriving on a steady diet of buffalo chicken dip and post-game day commentary. All washed down, of course, with a rich, delicious Dr. Pepper. Another Saturday is always just around the corner, so make sure your tailgate doesn't turn into a failgate and pick up a case of ice-cold Dr. Pepper, the one that fans deserve. Listen to Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max live everywhere you are. Download the ESPN app. Tap the More tab on the bottom right. Scroll down and tap Live Radio. ESPN Radio, everywhere you are. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors. I do, you do, we all do, big, small. And when we keep them bottled up, as I sometimes have had happen in the past, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. It isn't just for those who have experienced major trauma. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash unsportsmanlike today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash unsportsmanlike. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.
Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. The concussion issue is a complicated one in the NFL because there's not an easy fix. And as we've been saying all week on this show, it's not like a scan for a torn ACL that you can look at. You have to trust the doctors involved. You have to trust the people on the sidelines to see it. And you have to trust the player. The question is, at this point, can any of that happen when it re- with regards to Tua Tungvaloa and the Miami Dolphins? It's Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, ESPN2. Looking so good there. I'm just saying, like, we're too pretty for TV. Check us out. Uh, I mean, just hang out with us. 888-ESPN-888-729-3776 if you want to chime in on the Dr. Pepper call-in line. Amber Wilson, Jason Fitz, in for the guys. And to his day-to-day, uh, Teddy Bridgewater is in line to start. And there's this moment I keep thinking, because, Amber, you know this team so well. I don't know how they accomplish trust after any hit at this point. Like, if you think about how fans feel every time Tua takes a hit when he eventually comes back to play, how's the organization going to feel? How's the independent doctor going to feel? Like, it feels like this is a very strange spot to be in for the organization and the player. Uh, Yeah, don't forget they fired the other doctor, right, who was tasked with evaluating Tua after that ugly hit that we saw Tua take back in September. And I think it was the ugliness of that hit on national television, them not diagnosing him with a concussion when we all saw what happened there with his hand, what happened there when he was wobbly getting up. I think that has perpetuated the narrative here around this team and around Tua. Tua's not the only player to have multiple concussions in the league this season. He's not even the only player at that position to do it. I mean, Kenny Pickett has had two diagnosed concussions this season as well, and yet you don't hear much about it. Nobody's calling for Kenny Pickett to retire, and that noise does exist around Tua. And I think it is the ugliness of that. I think it's where the Dolphins are. They're actually relevant this season, which that's been a strange experience as a Dolphins (laughs) fan. And if the Dolphins are relevant, then it means they're relevant when they're on the wrong side of the news as well. And this is the wrong side of the news. We can be easily critical of the way that the Dolphins handled things earlier in the season with the two seeming other concussions. He wasn't even diagnosed with one of those, but we think that this latest one was his third concussion this season. But when it comes to this this latest concussion, this is the whole problem. Like you mentioned, concussions are such a complicated subject because Tua didn't know he had a concussion. And apparently that's possible, is that you don't necessarily experience the complications and the symptoms of a concussion until you wake up the next morning, which seems to be what happened with Tua here. So he plays a game with a concussion. The independent spotter didn't see the concussion. There was that one play we kind of all think that went viral where his head kind of hit the turf, but we don't really actually know when this latest concussion even occurred. And so if the player doesn't know because he's not experiencing symptoms, and if nobody watching the game knows because there's no massive hit, like it's one thing to diagnose a concussion when it's a brutal hit. And it's obvious to all of us, like, yo, that dude needs to go to the tent and get checked out, okay? It's a whole nother thing when we're talking about a concussion where maybe your head hits the grass a little too hard. Because, by the way, heads are hitting grass 
every single play in this sport. And that's the complexity here. But with Tua, the Dolphins, because of the noise around Tua, because now this appears to be his third concussion, and we know about the long-term effects and how these concussions add up, and everyone's concerned about Tua, the human, because of that, they have to be extra careful with how they handle things with Tua moving forward. And I think that's what the Dolphins are doing here. I do think nobody else is going to do it. I'll give Dolphin Nation a little bit of credit here because I'm giving credit to the player for Tua for going to the team and saying, hey, something's not right the next morning after the game. And then I'm going to give credit to that Dolphins organization for saying, yo, go get evaluated because that's what Coach Mike McDaniel said happened. Go get evaluated. We need to take this seriously. And now we learn that, yes, they have diagnosed him with a concussion. 125 players in the NFL had been diagnosed with a concussion before week 16. And the statistics show that one out of every 27 concussions in that sport is diagnosed. So imagine how many times there are concussions happening on every play in football that we don't know about. But with Tua, we need to continue to know about them because just the scrutiny that's around that player, but also the durability concern and what can happen if he continues to suffer concussions in his career. I tried to do the math on there. Carry the one I was incapable. I, I, that's I, I, uh, I sounded very smart there, but I got those statistics you are very from smart, Dr. So. Chris uh, Nowitzki. I cannot yeah. take credit. Uh, Mike McDaniel, Dolphins head coach at his press conference, gave us this update on Tua yesterday. I've been advised by... Um, medical professionals that uh, it's uh, critical that Tua worries only about um, the day that he's currently in and nothing else. He's uh, better, better than yesterday. You know, beyond that, um, I feel I feel like it's uh, kind of weird to extrapolate beyond good, which is what he tells me. Moving forward today, and you know the whole team's approach is uh, Teddy Bridgewater is the starter. I feel very fortunate to have him and him to get his opportunity that he's totally prepared for. I think it's important, and I, I really love Coach's tone in general, in general right there. When you think about what Mike McDaniel just said, it reminds me of what Tannenbaum said, but that's a couple of days ago. For anyone that doesn't understand the process, there is nothing the team can do to speed this process up. It's an independent neurologist that will decide if and when Tua can come back and play. There's a whole series of tests that have to happen. And, you know, part of that is a cognitive test that we've talked a lot about, but there are other portions of it as well. That independent neurologist, as you mentioned earlier in the season, they fired that independent Mm -hmm. neurologist for not doing their job. That independent neurologist will be the scapegoat for handling this the wrong way. I I think there has to be, and and look, I can't change the mind of conspiracy theorists to believe the team's going to come in and pressure I just haven't talked to anybody in the league that has told me a single time, and I've reached out to as many people as I can, that these independent neurologists actually do feel pressure. They do live sort of in a bubble of I'm going to do what as a doctor I'm supposed to do. So with that knowledge, I think if you're the Dolphins, you there's nothing you can do. You're, you're calling and saying, hey, Doc, can he play? Nope. Okay, thanks. And then you move about your day. Well, that's what you want. You want this out of the organization's hands. And it's a good thing to do when you're talking about a team that's trying to make a postseason. You don't want them involved in that decision. Obviously, they have a much better shot here winning one of these last two games if Tua Tungavaloa is under center. So you don't want that creeping into the decision-making. Obviously, the independent neurologist is not going to have that as part of his or her decision-making. The problem is, again, the complexity, though, when we're talking about concussions. Because I mentioned Kenny Pickett, multiple concussions. Kenny Pickett, his second concussion. In the game, he went into the tent, was evaluated. 
and it was ruled, hey, no concussion here. He goes back out and plays. Then he pulls himself out of the game again like, yo, something isn't right with me. And credit to Kenny Pickett for being able to do that. Some of the onus is going to have to be on players, but that is a tall ask when you're talking about players to evaluate themselves because the reality is most guys in the NFL are in a situation where they have very shortened careers, right? They're in the NFL for three, four years. It's the most earning potential they'll have in their entire adult life. And so because of that, they want to protect their careers. It's one thing for a guy at the quarterback position because we know how quarterbacks are paid and coveted in this league no matter what you do. It's one thing for Kenny Pickett or Tua Tungvaloa to go to the team and say, hey, I'm having these symptoms. It's frankly a whole nother thing for the guy way further down on the depth chart at a very different position to go and self-report. And I think that's part of the complication here with concussions. Well, and, and even Tua, to, to that point, you know, if we're sitting here having a conversation about whether the Dolphins can invest in Tua long-term, you think he's not aware of that conversation? Like, there has to be just a human element of – man, I don't feel right, but I don't want to say anything to anybody because right. if I do, like... It, it, it costs you your career. I mean, right. if I'm the Dolphins right now, I think what the Dolphins do is they rock with Tua next year, but they don't hand them a contract. I think Burrow gets paid out of that draft. Herbert gets paid out of that, out of that draft. And as good of a season as Tua has had for the majority of this season because of these durability concerns, I don't think they hand him a contract. They don't have to. Just plays his fourth year. They could pick up his fifth-year option if they continue to have durability concerns here. So he quite literally could be risking a contract with self-reporting. Hopefully that's not the case here and they're able to work it out. Yeah, if we know that, he knows that, and that's one of the complications in the entire issue. ESPN Radio's got you covered for bowl game action. Tune in today for the Bad bad Boy Mowers Pinstripe Bowl. That is not easy for me to say. I'm going to try it one more time. Bad Boy Mowers Pinstripe Bowl, followed by the Cheez-It Bowl. You know I love me some Cheez-It. And the Valero Alamo Bowl coverage begins at 2 p.m. Eastern on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. Take it or shake it. Take it. Take it. Or shake it. Take it. Take it or shake it. I thought that bowl game was made up the first time I heard the name of it, to be honest with you. I really did. It's one of my favorite parts. Somebody's messing with me. Like, I love the creativity on the names. It's Keyshawn J. Will and Max on ESPN Radio, uh, ESPN2, Amber Wilson, Jason Fitzsimmons for the guys. And this music can only mean it's time for some Take It or Shake It, where we bring in producer extraordinaire Shannon. Shannon, you're going to give us a scenario we will either take or shake it, correct? That is correct. All the confidence in the world and these hot takes, you got to tell me if you're taking it or you're shaking it. Let's start with you, Amber. Devontae Adams regrets leaving Green Bay. Take it or shake it. I'm shaking this. What does Devontae Adams' bank account look like, Jason Fitz? Okay, no regrets. He got the bag from Las Vegas. He's still got to play with his friend and Derek Carr. I understand it has not gone according to plan. By the way, things haven't gone according to plan in Green Bay either. Would it look a little bit better if Devontae Adams was there? Fine. But the way Aaron Rodgers has played this season, it's nothing to write home about. We're talking about a seven-win Green Bay team. I am shaking this all day, every day, but largely because of the zeros in his bank account. He gets to play in it on the West Coast, where his mm-hmm. family is. He gets to play for his childhood favorite football team. He gets to play in a state with no state income tax. And while doing that, he doesn't have to play in Green Bay weather. Right. There is, like, there's, I'm shaking this all day long. By the way, I've decided at this point the only way I can really cope through everything going on right now, Aaron Rodgers is going to be his quarterback next year in Vegas anyway. So uh, there we go. I'm shaking it. Not happening. Not well. All right, Fitz, we'll start with you on this one here. Speaking of Aaron Rodgers, Aaron Rodgers will lead the Packers to the playoffs this season. Take it or shake it? Uh, no, I'm going to shake it. I'm going to shake, shake it. Like, 
they got to win everything to get out. Like, I know that it's it's fun to just presume that the Vikings suck because the Vikings haven't been good according to advanced analytics. But I love how when we, we pick that sometimes, like, sometimes we take teams that are bad on the analytics side. And we're like, oh, they're, they're trash. They don't belong here. The Vikings have managed to win 10 one-score games. Like, is that that they're terrible or is that that they're kissed by the football gods? I believe this year the Vikings are kissed by the football gods. Between the Vikings and the Lions, who have both already beaten the Packers this year, uh, one of them will step up and beat the Packers again. The Packers will not go to the playoffs. Are they kissed by the football gods? Are they battle-tested? There's a lot of different ways that you could look at that to spin that positive. Uh, No, I'm absolutely going to shake this. I don't know why we're acting like because the Packers are on a three-game winning streak that all of a sudden they've got everything trending the right direction. That Packers defense allowed the Dolphins to score 20 points on it in the first half of that game alone. They barely beat the Miami Dolphins. They needed maybe a concussed or a concussed, it appears, to a tongue of Aloha to go ahead and gift them on three straight possessions there down the stretch. They beat the Rams and the Bears. I could beat the Rams and the Bears right now. By the way, the Vikings are better in every category than the Green Bay Packers, including at that quarterback position. I'm not saying Aaron Rodgers. Get out of my mentions, but if you want to, add Amber W Sports. Uh, I'm not saying <laughs> that Aaron Rodgers overall is worse than Kirk Cousins. I'm saying this season in every category that you pull, passing yards, touchdowns, interceptions, QBR, it doesn't matter what you look like uh, or what you look at. Rather, Kirk Cousins has had the better season. I'm shaking this. They're going to lose. The Packers are going to lose to the Vikings. All right, Amber, the San Francisco 49ers are the best team in the NFC. Take it or shake it. I mean, I want them to be because I love this story about Mr. Irrelevant, but what are we doing? I think they might have the best coaching staff in the NFC. What Kyle Shanahan's doing, no matter who's under center, has been remarkable this season. It's a great team. The problem is... Does Mr. Relevant now become irrelevant again at some point? There's questions with this team. I can't hand it to them. There's also, you know, the Eagles in that conference and the Cowboys in that conference. There's a lot of competition there. I'm going to shake this. Yeah, I'm shaking this. Like, I mean, shake it. I, uh, we are just finding, we are desperately looking for reasons to make simple things complicated. That's what we do in sports talk anyway. Like, the simple thing here is that the Eagles are clearly the best team in the NFC. But we just can't accept. We don't like nice things. Rather than rather than watch LeBron do great things, we've spent years trying to minimize LeBron's legacy by making it LeBron versus Michael Jordan. We can't ever just enjoy nice things. Like, I'm going to put my feet up. I'm going to enjoy the hot cocoa in a fire known as the Eagles because they are fire and they are clearly the best team in the NFC. We're playing a little take it or shake it on Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, Amber Wilson, Jason Fitz, in for the guys. Shannon, producer, giving us all of the scenarios. We're either taking them, woo, or we're shaking them. All right, Fitz, the Minnesota Vikings won't win a playoff game. Take it or shake it. I mean, look, I know the Vikings may not, again, be a great football team, but as of right now, their first-round matchup would be against Carson Wentz. Mm -hmm. Like, I love the fact that we are so desperate to disrespect Kirk Cousins that we want to decide that Carson Wentz can get that done. Come on, get out of here. Like, if the Vikings are taking on the Washington Commanders in the first round, they can clearly win that. Are they a Super Bowl team? Probably not. Are they a great football team? I don't think so. Are they better than the Commanders? Yes. That's, I think, inarguable. I don't even know if the commanders are oh, going to end up it. being. Oh, I shook it. I shook it. I forgot to say Okay, you shook it. I, I don't know if the commanders are going to be in that situation, but whoever their first-round matchup 
is, yes, I do think the Vikings can win a playoff game. I am one of those people. I think we all are, right? I don't know. Maybe it's the Kirk Cousins effect. We're all at a point where we have questioned the Vikings each and every single week. If you are living outside of Vikings Nation, I'm finally ready in late December here to give the Vikings some credit. It took me 12 wins to get there, but fine. I can't continue to ignore this team when all they do is win. The 11-0 to me in those uh, you know, one possession or uh, one score contests, that to me means that they're battle tested. They're ready for the playoffs. They've faced the adversity. Yes, some luck has been involved in some of those wins, but it takes a little luck in the playoffs as well. I think that we have been sleeping on this team all season long. I'm not saying they're going to go out there and win a Super Bowl or even end up in a conference championship, but if we're asking if they can win a playoff game, I think they've deserved at this point and earned our respect enough where we should say, sure, they'll make it through the first round. All right, Shannon, what do you got next for us? All right, Amber, a win over the Buffalo Bills puts Joe Burrow ahead of Jalen Hurts in the NFL MVP race. Take it or shake it. Ah, uh, this one's hard for – I think what what puts Joe Burrow ahead of Jalen Hurts in the MVP race is is the health of Jalen Hurts, right? I mean, I don't even know where we're at here with the health of Jalen Hurts and how careful they're going to be down the stretch here with Jalen. I I don't – think that Joe, though, started the season well, and so I think that harms him in that discussion. I mean, to me, this is a Patrick Mahomes conversation, not a Joe Burrow or Jalen Hurts conversation. Frankly, not trying to take anything away from what Joe Burrow has done here down the stretch, but he was wildly unimpressed. I mean, that team just generally not impressive through the first half of the season. So was that a take it or was that a shake it? Come on, get uh, off the fence uh, here, Amber. Take it or shake it? I don't like this question. Um, mm, I will... uh, It's just ahead of Jalen Hurts. It's not. I know. It's ahead of Jalen Hurts. Is he mm-hmm. going to catapult himself ahead of Jalen Hurts? The odds are saying, yes, I'm going to shake this now. No. Shake okay. It. Shake it. I'm shaking Amber's shake MVP shake uh, take because it's not Mahomes. It is Joe Burrow. I'm going to take this because two words, recency bias. So you go out and you beat the Bengals or you beat the Bills. Everybody's going to fall more in love. The Bengals are playing so well right now. Joe Burrow is catapulting himself, I think, not just ahead in the MVP conversation, but this time next year, there's going to be a real debate about who the best quarterback is in the NFL, and I think that could end up being Joe Burrow. I'm that much of a fanboy at this point of what what Burrow does. So I take it that he will uh, catapult above in the MVP conversation. I already think he might be there. All right, what do you got next for us? All right, the Detroit Lions, Fitz, have officially become the team, quote, no one wants to play shake this it. postseason. Shake it. Shake it. You shake this? that. You know who no one wants to play in the postseason? The Eagles. The Chiefs. The Bills. Consistently grateful. I love the way we, again, we make really simple things complicated. I, I mean, I am shaking so much of this. The Lions, like, I'd much rather play the Lions than any of the actually great teams that are facing uh, the, the possibility of the playoffs. So, yeah, like, give me the Lions over the Eagles. That's the team I don't want to play Even in the Even some of the lesser the teams. The 49ers, I, I don't want to play. I can play. buy an argument that, you know, maybe you're scared of Aaron Rodgers in a postseason. I always had his postseason issues, you know, or I could buy an argument that you're scared of Tom Brady. So even the, the bad teams, frankly, that might make a postseason here, I can't buy that argument about the Detroit Lions. It's been a good season for Jared Goff. Uh, that coach was great on hard knocks. Great. This is like the hard knocks effect that we're doing. Didn't we just see that Lions team lose to the Panthers? What have we been doing with the Lions? I yeah. swear, you and I get on HBO, everyone's going to love us too. That's what's happening here yeah, with the I, Detroit Lions. I mean, no the, the Panth- team in the, playoffs. the Panthers would love to face them every week at this point. Right. Come on. All right, Shannon, sorry. Now we're, we're just really shaking that one hard. All right, the last one here, take it or shake it for you, Amber. Mike Tomlin will experience his first losing season as a Steelers head coach. Take it or shake it. Oh, man, mm-hmm. this one's hard for me. I, I, I think I'm going to take this one. 
taken. I think I'm going to take this one. Uh, But I don't want to take anything away from what Tomlin has done this season because I think you could argue. I mean, we all thought that that wasn't even going to be a question at this point in December, right? We're like, yeah, Tomlin's going to have a losing season. It's obviously one of the most storied coaches in the NFL. It's fine. It's very reasonable. Rebuilding year for the Steelers. The fact that we're in a situation here in late December where we're questioning whether they're going to end up below 500 is a huge credit to that coach. Obviously one of the best coaches in the league. Uh, But I'm going to take this. I think it does end up happening with this team. This one's tough for me because the Steelers aren't good. Like beating the Raiders is something I I had to, I had to tell people after the the Saints killed the Raiders, like the Saints aren't good. Uh, The, the, the Steelers aren't good. They have the Ravens without Lamar. And then they end with the Browns who are also not good. They play two teams that are not good. But I the Browns could be. I mean, the Browns have enough going to be out right. there, right? right? Like because you're you're treating this if you're the Browns, also kind of like a new, like a preseason, like an extra preseason to get Deshaun extra ready for next season. I, yeah, so they're I, gonna they're gonna be playing hard. You you talked me into it. Yeah, you're right. I'm taking it. Tomlin first losing season as the Steelers head coach. Uh, I, I'm taking it all day. That 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 uh, that one was the toughest one of them all. Uh, all right, and then what do you got for us next? Well, actually, I had a follow-up here. Since we were talking about Derek Carr earlier and we are talking about the Steelers, could Derek Carr fits be an option for the uh, Steelers this offseason? Look, uh, my guy has never won a game in cold temperatures in the NFL. I don't know why people keep trying to put him on cold-weather teams. I, I, I mean, like, n- never won a game in cold temperatures. Never, never even played well in cold temperatures. I've watched a bunch of those games on the East Coast. Uh, I, 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 that would be – no, Kenny Pickett's going to be the Steelers yeah. quarterback for the next couple of years. We're already giving up him, on Kenny Pickett? What yeah. are we doing, the hometown kid? Yeah, they're going to give him every chance. Listen to the way that stadium goes nuts every time the hometown kid comes up out of the field. Like, he's, he's going to end up beloved. They're going to protect him. Uh, so that's a little take it or shake it uh, as we continue to break everything down on Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max. All right. For all of the conversation we've had about other things, it's Thursday night. There's a football game tonight between two teams that are fighting for playoff seating and one that's fighting for the playoff life. The question is, could it actually be a trap game for the Cowboys? Have the Titans fallen apart to the point that the Cowboys might overlook them? We'll answer it next. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max on ESPN Radio. Thanks for listening to Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Check the guys out live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio.